We've got football coming up tonight. The NFL season kicks off with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Houston Texans. Out on the diamond, it was a beautiful day for some baseball. And heading into 2020, many people thought there would be no high school football. Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 on your side, Sports Talk, with Sports Director Brian Bailey, Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Side Sports Talk. I'm Nolan Knight here, joined by the rest of the WNCT sports team, Kelsey O'Donnell, and of course, sports director Brian Bailey. Let's go ahead and just jump right in. East Carolina this past Saturday fell at home in front of some fans at Downey Ficklin Stadium, 27-23, to in a game that was disappointing, but it's probably the best loss that you could have. I feel like there's, a, there's some positives to come out of a loss to Navy at home uh, in Greenville. Especially the way the Pirate defense played against Navy, because I don't think any of us expected that kind of performance. East Carolina has given up in past year 76, 66, 56. Last year was 42. Uh, to the middies and and really when you look at this game the pirates were playing you know basically left-handed without their mm-hmm. starting quarterback and without a couple other key players uh, because of what turned out to be a false positive as far as the COVID-19 tests are concerned um, in talking to some people and I didn't know the protocol the exact protocol uh, of the American Athletic Conference about COVID-19, but apparently for the, all the people I've talked to since it happened if you test positive you're out there's no second test. Right. Mm-hmm. And East Carolina's, you know, they, they tried because the, the thing that I do know is the guy that was the most careful on the football team as far as COVID-19 goes <laughs> was Holt Naylor. Really? Sure. And, 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 you know, he was scared to death that he was going to get it and he was going to hurt his team. And, and so he'd have his mask on all the time. You know, he only went you know certain places. He never went out. I mean, he, he was really protective of that deal. And for him to pop up with it, it raised red flags right away, right. and that's why the coaching staff wanted to get him retested. And you know, it went through the whole week, and it was just a bizarre week as far as that goes. So, so we got off, you know, from the pirate defense. Let's go back to the pirate defense. They really played well. Blake Harrell had a great game plan, and we have never seen. They had some good runs. Navy did, and they they burst through a couple of times. But for the most part, the pirate defense really, really played well. It's just a shame that we didn't get to see the Pirate offense at its best because at its best with Holt Naylor's at quarterback right now. Now, Mason Garcia, true freshman, is going to be a really good quarterback. I think you're right. I think you're right. But, I mean, he was he was just thrown into the fire way, way too early. Lucky for the Pirates is that he didn't he didn't have one of those devastatingly bad performances mm-hmm. because, you know, if you go in and you throw three or four, they had a very conservative game plan for him. Yeah. But if they go He never looked there, rattled at all. He looked right. comfortable. And if he's, if he's, you know, flinging around the barnyard and throwing four or five picks and, you know, all of a sudden he's down, he doesn't think he can play at this level. But I think he left that game saying, hey, I know I can play at this level. I just got a lot of learning to do. Exactly. And so I think that that's what we saw. But uh, it's just a shame that the Pirates had a great defensive effort. We had fans in the stands. That was encouraging. That, that was, uh, you know, I was at that first game obviously shooting highlights for WNCT and it, it felt strange it almost felt like a scrimmage uh the first game of the season versus <laughs> UCF and then this week not as many fans as normally would be at a, a ECU game but it the atmosphere was there this time and there was a turnover you felt it yeah. it was it was much more like a college game day type setting with fans in the stands it just it really stinks that East Carolina couldn't uh get a win in front of the stands but you know to talk about Mason Garcia 
so comfortable. He, he didn't look rattled. He looked like a college football player, and that's a big kid. I mean, he is he's, he's huge. <laughs> he's built, I mean, to be a f- 18, 19 years old, he, he's a he's a big guy. To be a true freshman uh, this year, obviously won't lose his red shirt with everything that's going on. He'll be at East Carolina for a while, and I think the the you know everyone was really excited about him being the you know one of the best quarterback prospects to to ever be recruited to come play at East Carolina. I think he proved that and did just about everything he could to give East Carolina a chance to win the game uh, this past Saturday. And that's the that's what you have to ask out of your backup quarterback. And I don't know if you noticed it or not, when he scored that one touchdown on the ground and he kind of he, he had the ball kind of celebrate a little early. Uh-huh. And I asked Coach Houston about that. <laughs> Coach Houston said, oh, yeah, I got on him. And he won't do that again. Really cool moment after that touchdown, actually. Uh, he scored the touchdown, first career uh, touchdown for in college football for Mason Garcia. And he goes over, and the, and the first person he talks to after celebrating with his teammates is Mike Houston. They had about a two-minute, that's probably a stretch, a, a minute or so conversation between the two of them. A really cool moment, one of the first cornerstone recruits that, that Mike Houston yeah. has probably had. To see that moment between the two of them in a game where at the time East Carolina had taken the lead was a really cool moment. Hey, there's nowhere to go but up, and I'm excited that he finally did get Obviously, not under the circumstances that he did, but he finally got to get his reps because being a player, you can only do so much from behind and watching Mm -hmm. film of Holton playing. And by the time you get out there, now you have time to really take off and grow and understand um, with the game. How about another freshman, Raji Harris? (laughs) Pretty nice. Um, Ran for a personal best of 172 yards on a touchdown with 22 carries, which that play that you had gotten was Awesome. Um, 80 yards, electrifying right. run. And, and when you look at this, and I asked this to Coach Houston, I, I asked him the other night, I said, you know, in past years, when the Pirates were down 27-13, they go back out and they kind of said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we're probably going to lose. So it's three and out. He punted away. They come back, score another touchdown. You lose 34-13. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, 80 yards, and that was that was just a great run. And Coach Houston says there was another run in there that he almost burst through, but he, he, oh. he got through and he got tripped up, but it was nobody in sight. Really? He so that was the longest run by a Pirate since 2016 when James Summers had an 81-yard run yeah, against Summers, Navy. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat, and especially him being a freshman as well. Yeah. It was exciting. Great player. There's a lot of young talent on this East Carolina team. That's why, you know, East Carolina's only beat Navy once ever uh, yeah. in history. So this this week, obviously disappointing that they did not get the win. But so much young talent on this team. They're by, they're they're off this week. Get get some time off to to rest and get those you know positive cases <laughs> figured out over at East Carolina. Then of course they will go on the road for the night cat cap game. Nine o'clock is is what was scheduled as the kickoff time in Oklahoma. Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's a long trip anyway next week. And uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just don't like Friday night college games, although we don't have a normal, you know, Fridays right now in the fall. We're not mm-hmm. doing high school football right now. But uh, still, that's going to be, that's a long trip. Tulsa's very good. It's going to be a very tough, I would think, and, and obviously we haven't seen any point spreads come out yet um, as far as that goes because it won't come out till next week. But I would think Tulsa's probably going to be a couple of touchdown favorite in that game, depending on what they do this week. Hopefully uh, everyone stays healthy too. Yeah, you, you gotta hope you gotta get through the. You gotta hope everybody gets through all the testing. You know, because and, and you gotta think the Americans are gonna rethink that. I mean, they, yeah, especially gotta, with the Nick Saban stuff that yeah. came out where he tests positive early in the week and then he gets four retests and, and it turns out that his was a, a false positive as well. And I, you gotta hate it for Holt Nailers as well. Like you were saying, to to try that hard to stay healthy and to limit you know your social life and everything else so that you can perform for your football team and then. 
your test comes back positive and you have to sit on this sit at home and, and watch the game and that's heartbreaking for him yeah, yeah. It really was. well good news is there's only one active player right now in handful um out right now due to contact tracing but houston is expecting them all to play against tulsa yeah that'll be good turning our attention now to the acc a big matchup in the tar heel state North Carolina State taking on UNC, a top 25 matchup this Saturday. Uh, NC State breaking their way into the AP polls at 24th, and UNC Finally. <laughs> uh, losing this past week to Florida State. Uh, they are now 14th after uh, being ranked 5th in the nation this past week after their 31-28 loss to the Seminoles. First time in 27 years that the teams, both teams come into this game wow. ranked. Wow, what so, a stat. Uh, that's, a, that's a neat deal. 1993 was the last time that these two teams played when they were both ranked. And, and really, you think about what this game would have meant had Carolina you know, one like they should yeah, have right. Florida State. They were two touchdown favorites down there, and they just laid an egg in the first half. And Mac Brown said afterwards, you know, uh, he quoted somebody, a former coach of, of his, I think is what he said, or a coach he coached with, said, you know, really didn't lose this game. We just ran out of time, which may be true. They looked good in the second half. They it did. looked like mm-hmm. what they looked like. And they dropped the rest a pass on, on that one. Four, three three drops all on that yeah, final drive good. where that Grace, could have extended it. you got to make a catch right there. But, <laughs> But they uh, they they fall to that's a big win for Mike Novell down at Florida State because they've had some problems. Yeah, I mean, they needed. They he needed was in hot water going. early with with some of the, mm-hmm. the unity stuff that was going on and the BLM and all and some of that stuff. And he was he was in some hot water with his players then, and he got the COVID, so he was out for that. So uh, that got was a big win COVID. for him. Yeah, <laughs> like how you say. <laughs> you know, I'm interested because. Florida, their rules in terms of how many fans are allowed in the stands are different than here in North Carolina and many other states. There were a lot of people at that game in Tallahassee this past Saturday. I'm curious if if that played a part at all. Or think about this: if let's say UNC they do went out and they and they but they have a loss to Florida State, will the committee take into play that away games aren't normal? But they are normal for other teams? I don't know if they'll look at that. I, I know that if uh, Carolina, with their schedule, they still have some you know, just monumental games. Yeah. And if they happen to win out, then they would be very much in the conversation because that would include wins over Clemson, mm-hmm. uh, Notre Dame, I think Miami's also on that list. So, uh, you know, but but it's just unfortunate because North Carolina was in a, a great spot. You know, right. Could, yeah, a number five. Because if they if they yeah. if they go undefeated with that schedule, you know they're going to be. Oh yeah. Us. But uh, as it is now with that one loss, it kind of depends on you know how everything else plays out. Definitely still have a, a chance uh, to play in the ACC championship game. Yeah. But uh, definitely some home field advantage uh, down in Florida. Let's yeah. talk about the Wolfpack real quick. Last week they took down the Blue Devils 31-20 in a game where they went down early uh, and were able to fight back and look like a top 25 team. Uh, and, and they've been impressive. Don't look anything like the team uh, that took on Virginia Tech to start their season. Yeah, Dave Dorn does a great job there. And, you know, it's funny cause, because – he does a great job, but it seems like every year that that if, if they go off to a slow start, yeah, the he's talk on the hot is, seat he's on every the hot year. Seat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh, he's, he's a great guy, and, and you know, Coach Ruff is with that staff now. So, uh, oh, yeah. I haven't seen him officially in the red. So I know he's got <laughs> plenty of red now. So I say the heels come into this game hungry. I mean, obviously dropping from five, number five in the AP poll to fourteen, and coming off of a loss that they did. But NC State, on the other hand, they're on a a nice streak right now. So yeah. I think it'll be a great game. Yeah. Big rivals. Uh, the Blue Devils will be on a bye week this week. Let's turn our attention to the NFL. The Carolina Panthers 
Uh, they looked hot. They, they had won a couple of games in a row, but they lost this past week to the Chicago Bears. They'll be taking on their divisional foe, the New Orleans Saints, uh, who were, are coming off of a bye week. The Saints 3-2, and two, the Panthers 3-3. Three and three. Who you guys have? Well, you know, you look at this game, and obviously the Saints playing at home, even though it's not the, the normal home crowd, mm-hmm. because they, they have I no fans right now, if I'm yeah. not mm-hmm. mistaken. They were trying to move their games to LSU to try to get fans there. I think in New Orleans it, it was the big deal. They're not necessarily a state deal, but uh, just in New Orleans. But, uh, you, you know, the Panthers and Saints, I read this stat this week, they've played 50 times in the regular season, and the Saints have won 25, and the Panthers wow, have won 25. Wow, that's a surprise. So that's kind of a neat stat. And the Saints won the only postseason matchup. I think it was 2016 when the Saints beat the Panthers in the playoffs. So, you know, Drew Brees and, and slinging that ball around and, and just the way they play. But you gotta you got to really admire Matt Rule because they start 0-2, mm-hmm. and you're a new coach, and you, you, you obviously have question marks when you're 0-2, and you lose your best player in Christian McCaffrey. And then you're thinking like, man, this, this could be a long year. Then all of a sudden, you win three in a row, so you're three and two. And, and right, you know, as far as the playoffs go, you, you're thinking you're in, you're in a tough division. I mean, yeah. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, right. and Tampa Bay looks better and better each week they man, play. <laughs> that was crazy last week because Green Bay went up ten nothing, and I really thought, okay, this is going to be uh, at, at at best is going at worst is going to be a shootout. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, Green Bay may just kill them, but it's going to be a shootout. It wasn't even a shootout. Nope. Tampa Bay just. They got a great defense, and and the the offense seems to be figuring it out as the weeks progress. I think by the end of this season, we'll be saying that they could be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Talking about the Panthers, though, that that slow start, and then they uh, they knock off three wins in a row. And talking about a a drop on the final possession, the Panthers were in a very similar situation where they had a chance to extend (laughs) their come back against the Bears, and they had a drop on fourth down as well that uh, ended their uh, game. Teddy Bridgewater uh, throwing an interception on their final possession. Right. They had two well. chances. So. Moving our attention now to the MLB, the uh, the World Series is going on, by the way, guys. And, yeah. and the Dodgers have taken a, a one nothing lead over the race. Clayton Kershaw, you know, he overcame the uh, postseason jinx because he's had his uh-huh. problems in the postseason, but he looked really good last night. Uh, the Dodgers won it eight to three. Uh, this could be a great series, but I think Tampa Bay really wants to come back to, in tonight's game too to even things up. But uh, it's just kind of odd. You know, this is the first World Series in history, and World Series play goes way back. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, we're not talking about it just starting, you know, five, ten years ago. This goes way back, and they've never had a World Series at a neutral site before. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Globe Life. Field. There's a Globe Life Park and a Globe Life Field. Globe Life Field, because I made that mistake on the air the other night. Globe Life Field is the new park that they're playing in in oh, Texas, in, in Arlington, Texas. Um, but it's it's a beautiful f- facility. I had a chance to see it last year when we were down there visiting to see the Cowboys play and see the ECU SMU game. And it's just it's awesome. It's right there. Uh, we're AT&T Stadium, right around the same complex and everything. Just a neat, neat place. But it's just odd that, you know, there are some fans there, too. So that's yeah, good exactly. you know, for baseball fans. You know, it is strange, too, because I feel like it's been on our radar, but it kind of crept up on us having the World Series now. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it's in the right time of the year because the yeah, NBA. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. You know, the NBA, NBA NHL, all those were yeah. in strange times. Mm-hmm. and. And uh, they'll be starting at different times as well. I think that'll wrap up uh, another edition of the WNCT 90 Your Side Sports Talk. For Kelsey O'Donnell and Brian Bailey, I'm Nolan Knight. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.